Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline's your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage. It's the best in the business. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds. And today on the pod, I'm super excited uh, to introduce our guest that I'll be interviewing today. Um, he is the 2022 U.S. silver medalist and the 2022 junior world champion. Everyone, Ilya Malinin is on today. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I just got back from practice, so I'm feeling really hyped about this interview. Of course, of course you are. Right answer. All right. Well, let's let's kind of uncover a little bit about yourself. So, when did you start skating, um, and how did you get into the sport in general? Well, I mean, I think I started skating when I was like five or six, and so I've been skating for eleven years. And I mean, I didn't know that I was going to do skating because my parents didn't really want me to do skating because since they, you know, went through everything like, you know, training. So I don't think they wanted to really go through me. <laughs> but I mean, once I stepped on the ice, I kind of enjoyed it. And, you know, then I started, you know, skating a bit more and more. So eventually I started skating, you know, where I'm at now, like two times a day, two hours each day. So very cool. Your parents uh, are involved in your coaching, correct? Are they your head coaches or yeah. what? what's the dynamic coaching wise for you? Well, they are my main coaches because I know, I mean, it's easier because they get understand me, you know, they have more time and you don't have to pay. So, I mean, it just works out a lot easier. But, I mean, I do have other coaches, choreographers who help me, you know, like do programs and then, you know, other stuff. So, I mean, they're like the main coaches, but I also have other coaches that help me out with stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the same way. My mom was actually one of my head coaches. And then I had a number of people working alongside her uh, to help me. So it was really a team effort. Um, but what is that dynamic like with your parents? Because I know it can be extremely hard to work with a parent, you know, you can kind of talk to them in a way that you can't really talk to other adults, um, which can make things really challenging, especially when you know, hard work is involved. So how do you kind of manage that relationship with your parents? Well, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's kind of difficult to like, you know, because again, with parents, it's a bit different, you know, you act differently. But I mean, in like, in general, I mean, it's pretty good relationship. You know, I usually listen to them because they give pretty good advice. Sometimes, you know, my lazy self will like click in and just be like, eh, I don't want to listen to them. 
And then I'll regret that because then I'll like fall on a jump when they say, you know, don't do this, but I did it. So, I mean, it, it helps a lot that they're, you know, cause also mentally, you know, they kind of know how your day has been and just like, they know how you feel. So even if you have a bad practice, you know, they'll understand why. And it's not just like, you know, your coach guessing just like, Oh, he's having wonderful life. And like, so they basically just like, they just like know how you feel at that moment or in time. So it's just better connection wise and like mentally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would totally agree. I always also felt that my mom knew exactly what page I was on when I was skating. uh, So she could see deeper than other adults around me. I know you've been uh, consulting with Raphael, um, right? So kind of talk about that. How um, long have you kind of been uh, working with Raph and do you plan to continue um, getting coaching advice from him in the future? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been working with him for maybe one or two years. So, I mean, I've had a bit of experience with him. But I mean, it's not like every, every day that I get to see him. Mm-hmm. Usually it's when I have, you know, like spring break or like a break from school because I go to public school. So when they, when I don't have to go to school or just you know, like if there's nothing that I'm really doing in school, I might go to California and, you know, go to his right rink and he'll just help me out. Not only him, but also his team because he has, I think, a choreographer and another coach. So they also help me out a bit. But I think he's mostly, you know, helps me not only with like skating itself, but like also like kind of like how to get like a mindset and just like strategically. Yeah, absolutely. What was the reasoning that you chose Raph as somebody to go and consult with? Um, I don't know. It's because, I mean, my parents, they knew that him for like a pretty long time. So they're like best friends and like friends. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, what really happened was this was at um, Novice Nationals when I competed. It was in Detroit and he was there because I think Nathan was there too. So Mm -hmm. they were practicing. And at that same time, it happened that I was competing. So I'm pretty sure that like him and Mitch were there and my parents just basically asked them to like you know watch because like because they knew that or sorry Raph knew that like my parents had like a son who was skating but he didn't really have like an idea of it so I mean at nationals I mean I did all right (laughs) I got third but it wasn't the skate that I wanted it to so I mean after that you kind of just you know, like communicate with him. And then eventually I went over to his rink and started, you know, training a bit more and getting some advice from him. Mm -hmm. You were then um, a little bit off again, on again with uh, injuries, right? Kind of leading up to the season. Um, So how did you feel on the junior grand prix circuit, you know, before the second half of the season, just kind of getting back into the groove and competing internationally? Um, Well, I'd probably say that, even like it was a bit different different and difficult because especially this was you know after covid mm-hmm. so again i barely had any competitions in fact i even i think only had like one competition which is skate america when everything's locked down because of the injury so i didn't go to nationals but i mean i was pretty well getting prepared for the grand prix circuit 
and uh, France, you know, I was feeling good. So, I mean, I guess that's a good thing. But again, I skated kind of bad at France. So, I mean, I wasn't really happy with it, but I mean, it happens. So, I mean, it's all about the curve, right? It's all about really getting yourself to the second half of the season. Um, and you qualified for the junior grand prix final, right? Um, even yeah. though it didn't get to happen, that's still huge. Uh, all right. Question. How fast do you learn your jumps? Obviously you go by quad God on Instagram. Um, you have all of your quads. So what, what age did you land your single axle, your double axle, your triple axle? And then when did you start getting quads? That's, that's a hard question because I don't think I'd remember when I landed singles or doubles. <laughs> but I mean, I probably, I don't know, I'm not too sure, but I think there's a rumor that, you know, I landed my single axle a week after I started skating. Wow. Or like a month after I started skating. So I don't know. It's one of the two, but I, I learned it pretty quickly. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. But I mean, after that, it was just, it was kind of a long journey with doubles and just, I mean, I'm pretty sure I qualified for um, my first juvenile nationals with just doubles. Yeah. And cause it, it was funny. So I actually have a funny story that I'm going to talk about it too. So mm-hmm. this was like juvenile was when I wasn't like serious about skating. It was kind of just, you know, for fun. I mean, I did what, like some local competitions, you know, I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, I want to, you know, like skate. I want to do competitions. So my parents like, okay. So they signed me up at regionals. So I, I was like, okay, let's see how he skates there. And then I was like, oh, he plays fourth. Okay, I guess we're going to sectionals. And the same thing really. So at sectionals, I was like, oh, he plays fourth at sectionals. Um, I guess he's going to nationals. I mean, that's crazy. So, I mean, I think... My parents from that moment when I made nationals like the very first time kind of realized, you know, like I had a lot of potential in front of me. So, I mean, the next year I came back, um, one juvenile nationals with two double axles, which I'm pretty sure at that time was like a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. So I, I won by a lot. And then intermediate year, I, I also won nationals with a pretty big lead. And then yeah, so from there, I think in intermediate, I was. How old were you? 10 or 11. Around 11, I guess 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. That's when I landed double or triple sow, triple toe. And then I think from there, just kind of slowly progressed. You know, I got loop after that. And then, or actually, I think I landed Lutz and then loop and then flip. Oh, interesting. So, is less your favorite yeah. jump? I mean, it <laughs> kind of is. It's kind of, it's like fun. I mean, at that point, it was pretty fun, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, after that, I'm pretty sure I landed triple axel at 13. Okay. And another funny thing was this was at um, a competition warm up. Okay. So this was at a, like a practice ice for a competition. Mm-hmm. I was kind of feeling myself that day and I was like, oh, because I'm pretty sure one of the other skaters there, um, Will, Will Annis, he was there and he was doing triple axles. So I was like, I don't know, I feel pretty confident today. So I asked my dad, I was like, can I try a couple triple axles? 
because I mean before that you know I was practicing at like at home you know falling just stuff like that yeah and I was like I mean sure so uh, the first one I went to I landed it and like that was pretty crazy I was like oh my god that's awesome the adrenaline helped you <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's actually really funny I had a similar experience when I was um I think my first year junior, I was 12 and I landed a triple X in the warmup and I always missed it, um, at home, but again, six minute warm up, the adrenaline, it really helped me. Uh, but yeah, that's a clear sign that you as an athlete seem to thrive under that, like adrenaline stress, which is a really important quality for competing. Um, that's really cool. So you started working on quads around the same time as triple axle, or did you wait until the triple axle was there before you started trying those? Um, I mean, I can just say like the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Learning quads. Um, but I mean, I, you know, I started doing sow once I landed axle. So, you know, I was practicing it and then I landed a couple sows before quarantine, but unfortunately quarantine happened. So, you know, everything got locked down and I'm pretty sure I mean, even that I had sounds pretty good. And then uh, I was doing toe loops, which was then I think, which was when mm-hmm. I started going to RAF and there he helped me, you know, get some toe loops. And then unfortunately COVID hit. And then, um, so basically I was off for what, six months. So during that time I was just doing off ice. And uh, for some reason, I think that actually helped me because it gave me a tiny break. So then I think the day, like, couple weeks after I got on the ice you know I got my triple axle back triples and then after that I got um Sal and then um before the um I don't know if you remember like the virtual competition that all the seniors did and before that I got my toe loop wow so that was what um 14 15 I guess yeah and then I think after that it just started kind of progressing a lot and then I got Lutz and then did I get Lutz first or Lute first I don't remember but I think mm-hmm. I think I got Lutz first yes I got Lutz first then I got Loop and then Flip and then mm-hmm. Axel so. Axel is crazy by the way congratulations um quite quite a moment Thank in history you. that we're all living in um that your name gets to be tied to so it is outstanding but we'll talk about the quad axle a little bit later um but no I think okay. it's it's interesting just to know and I think for people to hear the progression of like kind of the timeline of you getting your quads what what age you started working on them and how long it took because you know to everybody's knowledge just watching you kind of pop out onto the scene and senior this year it seems like oh my god like this kid just has them all when did he get them like did he get them super recently um but i got i got yeah, all of them it's that you know just yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's work um and it's very very impressive that you've been able to accomplish it all at the age um that you are so very nice well let's talk about your nationals experience this year so um going into it what were your intentions heading into nationals um i mean well uh, again on my mind was olympics so i mean you know that wasn't like my main goal but i mean Another goal was to kind of just 
skate pretty good because I was preparing pretty well and I was very well prepared for it. But again, it was also, you know, like my year back. So again, I was kind of a bit more careful with training so that, you know, I wouldn't get injured mm-hmm. right before nationals. So I did a pretty good job, but I mean, I was, I'd say like I had a couple injuries, you know, small injuries, but I mean, I didn't really get that stop me. So I just, you know, kept practicing, practicing. And then I got to nationals. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like prepared. So, I mean, like in general, I was just hoping to like skate clean for both the short and long to like put out one of my best performances, just, you know, get it. Cause I wasn't expecting to skate that well, especially since, um, before those, I wasn't like, I didn't really have a consistent like season with um, the four quad layout that I had. So at that time, like it was kind of, mm-hmm. kind of new to me, but I mean, I worked on it, you know, every day, practice programs, programs, and just, I mean, I guess I kind of got lucky, but at the same time, I prepared mm-hmm. for it pretty well. Yeah. So I ended up skating like one of the best shorts and longs of my life even though I'll be honest the long was not perfect because I missed one of the jumps I was I did a double mm-hmm. instead of triple one of them so mm-hmm. that might have caused <laughs> me the win I don't know but oh sure <laughs> <laughs> but again Olympics cool. is coming up so again yeah. I kind of wanted to show you know even if I wasn't going to get sent at that time, you know, that, oh, you know, I was coming up, you know, going to be the mm-hmm. part of the next generation of skaters. And then second place, where did that come from? Like, yeah. Well, so let's kind of talk about, um, obviously you were, you knew you'd be age eligible for the Olympics, even though you're really young um, and you had all the goods, you know, you had all the potential. It just, it came down to whether or not you were able to hit on the ice. Right. And then that's the dream that you do. And then they send you, um, how did it feel after the short program specifically? Because you had that fantastic skate. Um, and then you were third heading into the free skate, um, which is huge. Cause that kind of already puts you in contention in the free skate to battle it out for a spot. Um, so how did it feel going into the free skate after being received so well in the short program? Um, well, I mean, I kind of want to talk about right after the short so yeah. um, right after I skated, I'm pretty sure Jason Brown was going to skate. I mean, like, I think mm-hmm. right after or a couple of skaters after. So, you know, me and my dad are seeing the kiss and cry. And we're just, you know, like, oh, like this was like right after. So they didn't announce the scores. You know, it was pretty good. You know, there we were like, because we always guess the scores we we're going to get. So we we're like, oh, what? <laughs> sure. 90, 95, something like that. And then what was it? 103. We were like, mm-hmm. what? And then, um, so, you know, we're like, okay, that, you know, that's fine. And then, you know, we were like, oh, I mean, fourth place is pretty good because we were just going to be like, oh, Jason's going to get ahead of me. And then 100 mm-hmm. points. So we're like, oh, we beat Jason. Um, that, that, that's shocking. Like, to this day, I was never expecting to, like, place that high. I still don't – I still can't comprehend how I placed that <laughs> nationals. But – it was pretty good. And then going into the free skate after that, I was definitely, you know, pretty hyped. And, you know, I was talking to my dad, you know, like, oh, I mean, I can probably get like third in the free, 
because we were expecting Vincent to pull off mm-hmm. like a good skate that he did, you know, in the short, similar to like in the short. So we were like, oh, you know, the third place in Nashville is pretty good. Fourth place is two. And then, I mean, you know, when we were warming up, preparing for the ice, I mean, it was kind of hard because I was skating after Vincent and right before Nathan. So, I mean, it was pretty nerve wracking. And the thing is, sometimes like when I watch skaters, it doesn't really bother me. And like, it doesn't get in my head. I just like, I'm just, I basically turn into like a normal, like skating fan, just wanted to watch the skating. <laughs> sure. So I, I kind of, you know, like the last half of the Vincent's program, I kind of watched. And then I saw, you know, him started doing mistakes and I was like, Oh, this is like pretty unusual. This I mean, like, I was thinking, you know, like, I, was, I felt bad. Like, I don't think, like, how could you not feel bad for Vincent at Nationals? Because, I mean, like, you work so hard and then it happens. Yeah. So right before I got on, I know it just came up in my mind. I was like, I could be second. And I was like, I, I got to skate clean if I want to be second or Mm-hmm. Like, just place on the podium because obviously, and then skated the program, it was pretty good. And this was when Raf, both times the short and long, he was there, sport. So, I noticed that the like halfway through the programs, he was like, I remember my dad telling me, you know, Raf came up to me, he was like, he's gonna land everything, I can tell you that. I mean, so yeah, halfway through the program, I noticed him. My dad's like cheering me on, clapping as I'm going through the fork. And then that just gave me, you know, like to focus up again and then go for the last three jump elements. And I, I basically skated clean. And then everyone was excited in the arena. And I mean, I guess I, so in that, when I got into Kiss and Cry, you know, we were like, that, that was pretty good. Wow. So again, <laughs> we weren't expecting to get third place or second place or like, oh, third mm-hmm. place. I mean, come on now. That's pretty good. And then yeah. I, at that time, bad. I beat like I was in first. So we were like, whoa, this is like crazy. Like what? We were like in shock. And then Nathan, you know, I was watching Nathan from the side and then he had a couple of falls, you know, just some mistakes. And then I, I was like, for first place? What is, the, what is this? Uh, the first year back, I'm, I'm about to win nationals and beat these mm-hmm. three amazing skaters. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone could beat Nathan at that time. So, I mean, I got second, which is still pretty good. And then, yeah. you know, after that, we were thinking Olympics, like, my dream was going to finally come true and I was about to, and I'm about to go to the Olympics, you know, like it's going to be such an amazing like time and year. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then, news. well, of course um, it's, it's no, it's super interesting to hear you talk about that because uh, similarly my experience in 2014, when it was my first season, um, after the short program, I was in second. So that was like, Oh my God, if I just skate clean, you know, I might land on the podium and I might get selected to the team. Um, so super, super 
like side-by-side comparison. Very, very interesting to hear you talk about the excitement and, and kind of like being among skaters that you just want to watch, like you're a fan. Um, yeah, it was the same for me. And it was just such a crazy, crazy time. Uh, but walking off, you think like, oh my God, I might get named to the team. Um, and then that's, that's a whole waiting period now. Right. Cause did you have to wait what a few hours for the decision to be made? Um, I think like it wasn't a few hours, but I know it was, it was some time, but yeah. I mean, I don't remember like exactly, but I remember, you know, I was brought with um, like Mitch, we went somewhere and then we were just talking about like the decision, like what are we going to do? Okay. I don't know if this was like an official decision or just like, yeah. So, I mean, we were just talking about, I mean, I still didn't quite understand like to this day, I didn't understand like why I didn't go, but I mean, obviously I thought about it. I mean, you know, I could have, but also, you know, like it makes sense that I'm not going. So I mean, it's kind of hard to explain, but I mean, I think mm-hmm. you understand what I'm talking about. Like, it's yeah, like it makes sense, but at the same time, you know, it kind of doesn't. So, yeah, well, I mean, there's always going to be reasons that people will come up for any skater not making any team. Um, but that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. <laughs> It obviously, it sucks to not be named to the team, um, especially when you were that close and you kind of did everything you were supposed to. And then it just, you know, the, the cards weren't in your favor that day. Right. Um, did you ever have anybody come to you specifically before the official announcement of the team happened, like the press conference, or did you just find out when the press conference happened, like anybody else? I just, you know, remember, I mean, it was Vincent. I'm pretty sure. We were in the locker room talking, and this was, again, when he, you know, kind of screwed up on the lawn, and he was mm-hmm. like, I mean, I don't know, like, I think he was being serious, but like, hey, man, you just qualified for the Olympics, like, I'm pretty sure this was, like, right, right after, so it wasn't, like, an official decision, but I think, yeah. you know, even he thought that I should have gone, so... I mean, that's pretty crazy and surprising that, you know, Vincent, who's like pretty good and, you know, high level athlete that I also looked up to, you know, told me that, you know, I could be going to the Olympics, like, or I should be going. So, but again, I'm not like sort of sure, like at that moment, you know, what happened if like I got told I wasn't going or just, I, I remember this was, I think when everyone left pretty sure you know Vincent came back in the locker room and I asked him you know who, who's going so or like this was before the press conference yeah god so. so Vincent basically was the one to break the news to you essentially yeah dang that's crazy dude well yeah I mean I can totally tell you like a lot of people obviously we're very impressed with your skate and thought you should have been on the team. Uh, but yeah, I hadn't been following skating the last few years since I retired, but this like past season with kind of this podcast and me covering skating in different avenues. Um, I was hearing a lot of buzz about your name leading up to nationals, but I'd still never seen any footage of you. Uh, cause I, I don't, I wasn't covering men skating in the junior division up to that point. Um, and so I was just shocked and like extremely impressed watching you live at nationals, you know, there's nothing like 
seeing skating live, even through a screen, it's different. Um, so it was a very polarizing, uh, decision. I think a lot of people agreed and a lot of people didn't agree. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, there's still so much to be done within your career. What was your reaction like immediately versus now? Right. So you've had time to kind of process the news. So you, you clearly, you feel one way, but what was the immediate reaction when you found out at nationals? I mean, it's kind of like hard to explain again, but I mean, I was pretty like I was disappointed, but at the same time, I kind of wasn't like heartbroken, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, like that wasn't like my main goal to nationals. My main goal was to skate clean. And obviously, I mean, I kind of did that. So, I mean, it's just at that time it was kind of like it was a like it's a bummer that I didn't go even though you know I skated this well and my season was pretty good and like all but I mean like it was a bit upsetting you know I my mom was definitely the most upset she she still kind of is pretty upset about it I mean who wouldn't be you know in that position um but I think I think one of the reasons that you do feel kind of like uh, mixed about it is because you still intend to continue skating, right? Like you still know that you have a career ahead of you versus for an athlete who um, maybe this is their last season and then they want to stop or they can't even imagine having to do another four years to try to qualify again. That's where it becomes a lot more heartbreaking. It would be pretty heartbreaking. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. There's obviously different stages in every person's career. So right now it's cool that you're kind of at that beginning stage and you, you get to continue and see how, how much further you get to go. And again, you're already doing such insane things that nobody else has been able to do yet. Um, so who knows, you know, obviously it's limitless, the possibilities. Um, but you did have the opportunity to go compete at the world championships after the Olympics. Uh, so let's talk about that experiences. Um, what were your goals heading into that competition and how do you think it went for you? Well, I mean, I say this to probably every person like interview I've done, but my main goal for every competition, I think it's definitely everyone's goal is to skate clean and skate as best Mm -hmm. as possible. But I mean, the experiences, I had a lot of fun there, especially, you know, it's Vincent and Camden, who was the second alternate who got to go, which I was also pretty shocked. You know, this is two days before we had to go. And because I was I was actually hoping, you know, to have Nathan be there. So like Nathan, Vincent and then mm-hmm. me. But I mean, fortunately, Nathan didn't want to put up with the injury. So mm-hmm. then I, I don't know what what, was the, what the decision was with Jason. So I guess I don't know if he didn't want to go or. But I mean, it was pretty fun with Camden either way, because again, Camden did a pretty good skate there too. Absolutely. But I mean, it was, again, it was interesting. I'll say that it's definitely a lot different Mm -hmm. than junior because I mean, the hype is a bit bigger. And then, you know, you got other crazy athletes, Yuma, Shoma, stuff like that. And, so, I mean, it's, 
I still can't like think about it. You know, I, I had fun times, silly times there as well, you know, but also, you know, really good, also sad moments too. So, I mean, it, it just, it was just fun because it wasn't like, you know, kind of boring. Like, oh, I was just happy the whole time. So it was just like a mix of everything, which made it pretty interesting. You know, I had friends there from junior events also. So, I mean, I knew a couple people there from junior, so. Yeah, Worlds is definitely a super fun competition. But you were fourth, right, after the short program. Um, so, again, received super well, uh, broke 100, right? So, again, how how did you take that going into the free skate? Did you feel like you kind of had that experience under your belt already from nationals? Or did it feel, like, different because it was an international competition? I mean, it kind, of, it kind of felt the same, different, because, I mean, I was under that same situation at Nationals, but it was different because, you know, it was a lot bigger. I'd consider Worlds a lot bigger than Nationals because, again, international. And, you know, there's a lot of good skaters who, you know, deserve to go there and, you know, try to skate their best. But, I mean... I don't know what even happened for the long. I think I just, something happened and I just still don't know what happened. So best not to dwell on it and just keep, keep moving forward, charge it to the game and keep moving forward. (laughs) After that, you went to junior worlds to end the season um, and got the gold there. So big congratulations for that title. Uh, But yeah, I've never been to junior worlds. I went straight to senior um, in an Olympic year. Uh, so how was participating at junior worlds after just coming back from a senior worlds? Well, I mean, again, I was, you know, I did the junior Grand Prix circuit and then I was, you know, at that age that I was doing junior. So, I mean, it made sense, you know, that after I won both junior um, junior circuits that I would then go to junior worlds and then junior grand prix final that got canceled so i mean it, it mm-hmm. made sense and it was planned to be before worlds but i think it was it was after nationals or sometime after that they say you know it'd be first they thought it would be canceled like completely canceled so i mean i was like oh man this could have been my only chance to go to junior worlds and like redeem myself from two years ago <laughs> but then you know they announced that it was going to be in estonia who knew <laughs> they, they have every competition there. I don't know. They do. It's they a should, nice they should host all the Grand Prix Junior Grand Prix Circus for next year there. Keep it consistent. <laughs> they have, they have experience. They have experience. It kind of actually helped out preparing for a senior world because, you know, at that time, if junior worlds was going to be, you know, at the same time, then I would have to prepare for junior. And then right after that, you know, start preparing for senior, which is a bit harder, you know, it's longer and then short has quads. So, I mean, it was a bit easier to prepare because moving from senior to junior, you know, short has triples and then the long was a bit shorter. So it helped out a bit. And I think that's the main reason why I was pretty excited to go to junior worlds. And then Mm -hmm. I, from there, I just thought, you know, just, try to skate clean so I did you did and you did it well I mean competition is competition regardless of who's competing there or where you're competing you know if you come in with your own goals and you achieve them it 
it's the same feeling. Um, but getting a gold medal doesn't hurt, right? At the end of the day, what a long yeah. season though. So long. Quick turnaround now to next season, right? Are you already, uh, it, it's technically off season, but I know people are already getting choreography done and all of that stuff. Are you already kind of in that process? Or are you still kind of waiting and going to start in the summer? Yeah, no, we're, we're, in, we're in that process already. Already have nice. Music already have music layout, um, costume designs. We're getting those right now, and then choreographers. You know, we're hooking up with people to see, you know, because again, this year we kind of want to try different people out, just see how, what works, what doesn't. And then, I mean, I'm just practicing jumps, spins, you know, everything just to be prepared for next yeah. year. Yeah, so you're in the fun side of things then, right now. That's awesome. Well, an important component of competing and success in this sport is consistency. Um, so how are you approaching that skill? Um, and are there any kind of tricks you use for managing nerves um, in competition or, you know, just practicing consistency in general? I mean, not, not really. I mean, I guess just skating a lot of programs, <laughs> like full run through his parts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's really the only way to overcome your fears of like nerves, but like competition wise, when you're at competition, sometimes I just kind of forget about the nerves and just focus on, you know, just doing this or doing that, you know, like I'll just focus on jumping or like skating skills instead of, you know, putting my mind like, oh, I'm nervous. I'll just be like, it doesn't matter. Just do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, obviously you're really young um, and the artistry side of skating for you is going to develop right as you mature. Um, But at this point, as long as you're setting the framework for things like just proper posture and musicality in general, like the rest is going to come in time um, and you have everything. So just keep it up. Keep working hard. We're excited to watch you. But yeah, it's been quite the year for you results wise. There's been and continues to be a lot of hype surrounding your name. Um, so how do you feel about the hype? Um, and how do you approach your mentality with this type of media attention so early in your career? Um, I mean, the hype is definitely getting me also kind of hyped and getting me some <laughs> adrenaline rush, you know, like, with, mm-hmm. especially with Instagram, social media, it's kind of like, oh, he's like the hot top topic right now. So I mean, to me, it just makes you know, I want to keep being the hot topic. So just, you know, keep improving, keep getting better, you know, doing more insane things. And just for like the media side, that's just how I think of it. Yeah, that's good. But again, with all media, you know, you have the good side and then you have the bad side. So, I mean, I, I do pretty well with the bad side, like the haters and stuff like that. So, I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. So. I kind of just, you know, like, oh, that that's funny that he said that, you know, just kind of get out of my way. I mean, it's really important for anybody in a well-known position uh, to be able to take the good and the bad and just like focus. You keep going forward the way that you need to and not pay attention to all the voices around you. Um, but at the same time, it sounds like you like that kind of adrenaline. You like the buzz. And that's that's great because that's something that helps push you. But again, there's like, I'd say there's like two different types of, you know, like bad things you have, you know, like the comments that are like, oh, 
like he could really use work on you know like skating skills you know that's like obvious you know that kind of makes sense you know it's not like hurtful it's just telling the truth and kind of just being like exact and you know I take that you know like yeah I mean I'll be working on that like blah 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 you know working on spins or whatever you know someone says but like there's other comments you know that's just like mean and unnecessary those I just kind of get out of my way but it also kind of you know makes me sometimes I think of it you know like so if I get like some comment I'll just try to like prove them wrong or just like I guess make them even more angry if that makes sense because I know it just kind of helps me with progressing in the sport and just makes it fun in the process Mm -hmm. well it's always going to be like that um so you know you're gonna you're gonna get to have fun navigating that road for a long time (laughs) but amazing well congratulations on landing the first quad axle last week let's talk about that for a second um super insane super crazy good job. Um, the most difficult <laughs> quad to ever be landed on top. You're already also, you've been showing like quad quad combinations. So you're just kind of on the moon already. Um, <laughs> what's, what's the deal with that? Are you going to plan to try to put those in programs at some point or right now, is it just for funsies in practice? I mean, quad quad combinations are definitely for fun. Yeah. (laughs) Because I mean, it's kind of like unnecessary to try it in competitions, even though they're they're worth a lot. But I mean, it just kind of takes up more of like you know, like energy and just like like mentally. But it also kind of impacts the actual like program itself. Because you know, like if I were, for example, to do quattro quattro, you know, that already takes out the um the element like the quad that I can repeat mm-hmm. so then you know I can't repeat under the quad yeah which it, it kind of sucks with if you're gonna you know go for like an all quad layout so mm-hmm. but I mean Axel as of right now I'm planning to have it in my program and with all the rest of the quads so mm-hmm. I'll try to go for a seven quad layout but I mean in this case you know we don't know again quad axle you know it's pretty difficult you know not that I make it look like easy, but it's just, it's kind of difficult, like mentally, I mean, physically, I'd say that it's pretty easy to do, but it's kind of more the mental side. It's kind of like, oh, it's like kind of scary to go into because I mean, when I try, you know, quad LUTs, when I was learning quad LUTs, I wasn't like kind of like scared or like nervous. It was just like, kind of like, like, do I want to attempt it? But here, it's kind of like a whole different story because like and then it's like I'm really nervous and then plus if I had a competition you know I'll have like the nerves from trying to land this quad axle to you know the nerves of just competing in general which will just like kind of pile up and then it will just mm-hmm. make a big problem so I mean right now I'm just kind of doing it for funsies I mean like right now right now it's kind of for like yeah just, getting it getting used to it getting like consistency down and just being comfortable with attempting the element itself and then Mm -hmm. from there it'll just be easier to do in competition so yeah well obviously if you just landed your first one last week it's going to take a second to get it comfortable enough to be able to even just consistently try it in your programs right like that's a whole nother hill that you have to cross before you get into competition Uh, but how exciting that's crazy 
how long did it take you to land the quad axle? Like at what point did you start working on it? Um, well, I mean, like, like honestly, I mean, I definitely was ready to land it already after nationals because mm-hmm. my triple axle at that point, it was, you know, like super like floaty and like pretty big. Mm-hmm. And then my rotation was pretty fast at that moment. So I was kind of ready for there, but again, you know, we didn't want to risk getting injured or anything. So we kind of just waited till the season was over. And then from there, I kind of just started practicing a bit more, but sometimes, you know, when I didn't have a competition too close, you know, I'd go with my dad on the pole harness and he would just kind of, you know, like be there for support. Cause he didn't like actually like help me, like lift me or, you know, like hold me up there. It was kind of more of like, again, mental, like, mentally to be there like to support just to get comfortable with it and then I mean two weeks ago I kind of landed a couple um like the first first axle I posted with the step out that was my very first attempt Mm -hmm. and that was like a pretty good one and it was kind of just the day I was like oh you know I was like feeling pretty good and then it was funny because that day you know I was trying to do my run through of my program for the new season I mean I don't have like an actual program I just have like jumping layouts and I just kind of just turn the music on and just try to jump in it I guess so I was like oh I want to try quad axle and they're like you won't you won't so I was like I will I will and then I went you know the first one I did I was like kind of over rotate a little bit and like it was two footed so I like almost went for a quint I guess I was like like, oh my god this is like I could land it right now and then went a second time landed it um, on one foot and then stepped out unfortunately and then Mm -hmm. you know I was kind of like in the adrenaline rush so I wanted to try it try it try and get it better and then I got like two more attempts before I was you know I can't couldn't do anymore and then I mean even from there that was on a Friday the week after that, I was landing them almost every day. But I mean, they're like, you know, step outs, you know, not pretty good landings. And then and then um, at the camp, I landed the first decent one with the, like illusion checkout. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I'd count that. But I mean, after that, actually today was the first one I landed like legitly like a really good landing. Mm. And then there wasn't any like actual like bad landing so this was like today was the first legit like really good one that I landed nice unfortunately I didn't record it but I'm pretty sure my rink has a live barn thing so I'll probably go check on it later see what it looks like so there'll be more don't worry (laughs) yeah I know there will definitely be more in the future that's really awesome well how does it feel to land it to, to be first because you know like it, it was a known fact that Yuzu has been trying to land it as well so there was kind of a race to see who could land it first and and now it's you I mean I took that definitely like you know again how do I say this Hanyu is like one of the best you know he started this trend with just quads and then the quad axle yeah I mean you know at that point you know like I don't want to be like too mean about it but when I saw you know Hanyu was attempting it and my axe was pretty good you know it's like oh I, I kind of you know want to try it and like land it before him see how that goes yeah so I mean I was just practicing practicing and then you know I landed it so I mean 
I guess I'm the first, but I mean, there's other people claiming that he's landed a perfect one in practice, but no one has videoed it or like he's said nothing about it. So, I mean, I don't know, but I guess, I mean, I'm technically the first since I have video proof. So, well, uh, I think that the biggest thing will be who lands it first in competition. Right. So, yeah. So that's what I'm working towards. Yeah. Well, that's super cool. To kind of finish this off, let's get a let's get a little bit more information on who you are as a person outside of skating, right? Who is Ilya? Um, what are your interests and hobbies outside of skating? What do you like to do for fun? Um, well, I mean, you know, I, I think I'm kind of a creative person. So sometimes, you know, draw or just make things. It just enjoy like I enjoy doing that. Nice. Uh, but I mean, also, you know like as of any normal teenager, social media, video games, you know, stuff like that. I mean, and then I enjoy, you know, soccer. And it's actually a thing that for every competition I go to, I bring a soccer ball because it's my good luck charm. So I always bring a soccer ball because I use it to warm up. And then it's also there as a good luck charm. And then I recently, like a year or two ago, started skateboarding. So that's like another like hobby, I guess, that I actually like kind of want to be good at too. So skateboarding. Dang. It sounds skateboarding similar. scares me. <laughs> yeah, but you're it's different because you're on one board, right? It's not like skating, you have two separate feet that you get to control, but this is like it's different because you have to it, balance in a different way. It's kind of different, but I mean some same concepts apply, you know, like mm-hmm. just how you balance there's pretty similar concept you know like you know like tricks and stuff like that it's kind of similar but at the same time it's a lot different because you know it's not the same thing so yeah true well that's awesome that you get to have some outlets outside of skating to put your energy into you mentioned earlier that you go to public school are you so do you attend school in person then yes i do Mm -hmm. how is that with skating and your schedule um well I mean I have like a pretty like my schedule is a bit different from everyone else's so like as of right now I probably the max I'll go to school a day is maybe two hours and then from there I'll just the rest of the day I'll get be able to leave early and then go to the rink and skate so because I mean I do like it's kind of like half online half in person so after skating, which is usually around like 6 p.m., mm-hmm. then, you know, I'll go do homework. Got it. And then just. Nice. That's cool that you have the flexibility to be able to do both. Do you like being in person? I mean, yeah, it's, I like being in person because it's a lot easier. Plus some of the interactions with all the teachers, it's, you know, they're like, oh, wow, we've never like taught a person like this before. And like, so it's pretty interesting. Yeah. It kind of gives you a taste in a social life as well. If you get to be around a ton of other kids, your age that don't skate. Well, also again, I mean, I guess that like, I'm not like known at my school. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. They think I'm just some normal kid. So that's the best way to be. I mean, (laughs) I I like it that way because I enjoy, I mean, a couple of my close friends, you know, know a little bit and not even a lot either so sure well you're in the best boat right now because that means the people who are friends with you are friends with you because they actually like you as a person and not because you're some 
you know, semi-famous. Guy, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. For fun fact on that, um, I was a sophomore in high school when everything exploded for me. And I, I felt the social switch immediately when I came back to school and like everybody knew me. And it was a very, very weird thing to kind of deal with and having everybody be like, oh, that's the skater girl. You know what I'm saying? But it makes it fun too. Do you have any siblings or are you an only child? Yes, I have a very loving seven-year-old sister that I definitely enjoy teaching. Oh, is she listening right now? Is that why you said that? No. (laughs) Never listens. Never. That's so funny. Okay, so does your sister skate as well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Skating family. I guess. Do you like having your sibling skate as well? Or are you kind of like, it's my thing? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't mind it, but my parents kind of don't want her skate because they had to go through me and they don't want to go through a second version of me. So, I mean, that's funny. I mean, it's a lot of hard work to put your kid through elite sports. It's a lot of commitment. (laughs) But I mean, they're kind of been through this like multiple times with themselves and then just so, I mean, I guess they wouldn't want to like have another person. I guess they want her to like do something else. Mm. So does she like skating though? What level is she? I don't know. Um, right now, she's only has she only has her doubles. Only has her doubles. That's pretty good. All right, last question. Do you have friends that you get to hang out with um, when you're not skating? And are they skating friends or are they school friends? Mm, I mean, I guess. I mean, I have like a couple of friends that I actually hang out with. I guess most of my friends are kind of like they live in different places and I just usually like talk to them through like social media or just Mm. like other things but I mean I have one close friend that also skates and skateboards so me and him skate at the rink sometimes and then we also go skateboarding too so that's pretty fun that's awesome very cool well it sounds like you're just living a great life right now doing all the things. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really happy that the U S has you as a skater. And I know there's obviously a lot of work to be done, um, this summer preparing for next season, but I'm wishing you the best of luck and most importantly, stay healthy. All right. Thank you so much. But Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.